Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Speaking with Influence, where you'll hear professional speakers discussing their signature talks and how they educate, motivate, and inspire their audiences around the world. Speaking with Influence is brought to you by the Speakers Guild USA, where we have the perfect speaker for your next event. Visit us at speakersguildusa.com. Well, hello. I'm Deborah Simpson coming to you from San Diego, California. If any of our listeners are on Twitter, and especially if you're a professional speaker, I'd appreciate you hitting the Tweet This button and let your followers know about the show. If you have a question, you can feel free to call in. The number is 516-595-8125, or you can send me a question via the chat room. It is open. And if you like the show, you can follow the show by tapping the Follow Us button on the show page. And, of course, you can always keep up with us via iTunes. Today, my guest is Joey Chang. Are you thinking about writing a book? As a small business owner and a professional speaker, I know that having a book can guarantee either a nice speaking fee or great sales in the back of the room. So what does it take to write a book and bring it to a bestseller status? Best-selling author, speaker, transformational coach, energy healer, and circle facilitator, Joey Chang, is on a mission to touch lives and inspire women to live as love. In today's podcast, she's going to share why writing a book is so important these days, and she'll share her ups and downs during the process of writing and publishing her best-selling book, The Naked Truth, A Woman's Journey to Self-Love. Joey, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for being a guest today. Hi, Deborah. Thank you for having me on your show. Oh, it's my pleasure. So I know that you've been through this whole process of writing the book, getting it published, and now having it as one of the best sellers. So when you share with people about the benefits and writing, uh, the benefits of writing and publishing a book, what do you tell them when you talk to them about that? What are those benefits? Well, some of the benefits that you know you, you mentioned, um, one being that you can um, command higher speaking fees. Um, as well as just to get the engagement itself, a book can be that deal breaker, you know. So some people um, see, I mean, a book it puts you as the authority as well as the expert. So um, being able to get the engagement, um, that that book can be a huge piece in that. Um, and also, like you said, commanding higher speaking fees and also another way to make money um, from your business through selling books um, at the back of the room um, when you're on the stage. So, and then also being able to leave your legacy, you know, so I always talk to people about how, you know, we really don't know when we're going to die, how long we're going to be here. And the greatest thing that we can do, I think, is to leave something behind um, that can make a difference in the world forever, you know. And so when you have a book where you share your story and you publish that book, then that lives on forever. So then years after you die, people will read your book and their life can be changed, you know, and possibly even saved. And, and that's really the power of the book. 
Um, and what I love, too, is that, you know, not everybody has the ability to maybe hire us um, to work with them one-on-one or, or to go to our events, but everyone has access to a book, right? Everyone can, you know, go on Amazon and, and buy a book for, like, $3, like a Kindle version of the book or something. And, and so it's really a way for you to be able to um, make your information available to anyone. Have you taken your book to an audio format yet? I have, yeah, and, and that's what I do. I actually encourage my clients to do um, all three formats. Um, that's what I did as well. Yes. I have my book in Kindle, print, and audio because they really serve different purposes, you know, and they're for different audiences. So um, the Kindle is great as a lead magnet, right, so to get your um, – to have people's email addresses used as an opt-in. And then for speaking engagements, the print book is what you want to do for that. So you definitely want to send, you know, a hard copy of your book to potential um, event planners that – could potentially book you, um, and then mm-hmm. as well as when you're at the, speaking on the stage and then to be able to sell those books as well. Um, and then the audio format is great for people that, you know, with having a podcast and being on podcasts and, and just people that, um, you know, like audiobooks because a lot of people um, like to listen to audiobooks, you know, on their commutes, right? So, um, yeah, so I definitely, I have all three, and I, I encourage my clients to do all three as well. Yes, I am a big fan of audiobooks. I like the printed books because you can mark them up, you can highlight them. But when I'm out walking, as I try to do every day, and then my car and, and cars moving forward, I'm sure a lot of people right now have cars that sync with their audio mm-hmm. player. Or So I have my books always play while I'm either in the car listening, and so I'll listen to audiobooks, or I'll listen while I walk. Of course, the downside to, downside to that is when you get a great idea from the book, if you have to stop and bookmark it somewhere or make a note of it. But I love that you do it in all three formats because I think it's so important to have them in those all three formats. So, you know, going through the process of writing a book is daunting. So what inspired you to write your book? So, you know, I, I think that I know some people say, oh, I've always wanted to write a book. Um, and actually, that was not me. Um, I never thought about writing a book um, until maybe about five years ago. Um, I was at an event, and I was hearing this guy, his name's James McNeil, and he was speaking on stage about how when we die, if we don't share a story, it gets lost in the world forever. Um, you know, basically, someone else could write a book about our life, but it would never be the way that we would tell it. And that really touched me that, you know, just made me start thinking about this idea of a legacy. You know, what is it that I want to leave behind? And um, so that, that was what got me to want to write a book, was to share my story and to leave my legacy. Um, so then from there, you know, I just started thinking about that and, and planted the seed. And really I had three intentions when I wrote my book. Uh, my first intention was to um, share my story. My second intention was to inspire other people to share their story. I didn't want it to be a book that people just read and, and put down and, you know, didn't do anything for them, didn't change their life and inspire them to share their story. Um, and then my third intention was to grow my business with it. So, yeah, that's what inspired yes. me. Because the book, the book is just like one huge business card, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, I... I don't like when people say that because I feel like it just, I mean, maybe it's just my, the way I perceive it, but it, it seems like it minimizes it because it, it's so much more than like a glamorized business card to me, you know, um, for what yes. it's done for me and what it's done for my clients, what it's done for people that I've seen. And I mean, it's truly, I call it the um, like ultimate amplifier. It really takes whatever level you're at in your business to a whole other level. 
So there's so many things that can come from the book um, that is so much bigger than a business card. You know, I ended up doubling my income in three months after I um, published my book. I got my highest paying client. I had people reaching out to me about speaking engagements, and I had never done a speaking engagement. My book launch, like my in-person book launch, was my first speaking engagement. Um, and so, you know, and, and that was even before the book came out. I had people reaching out to me just from sharing my journey, you know, and seeing that my book was coming out. And um, it just automatically sets you up as being the expert, and people see you differently, you know. And even if you don't see yourself differently, which is really hard to do when you go through this process because it is transformational too. So it's really hard to not be a different person. But if you don't see yourself differently, people will automatically see you differently, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it, I mean, I, I was talking to someone the other day and they said that, that this, there was a guy that they, he knows that um, published three books and he went from, um, I think it was like $10 million or to like a billion dollars in his business. I mean, it was crazy just from publishing three books, like his business blew up. Um, and it was already obviously successful, but it just shows that really it doesn't matter what level you're at. And you can just see, I mean, when I published my book, I had one paying client before. And so I was pretty new in my business, you know, and, and yet I still was able to um, grow so much from having my book out there. So how did you decide what you wanted to write about or what do you suggest to the listeners how they decide what they want to write about? Yeah, so I think um, – I mean, there's a process, you know, but it's really looking at, um, you know, what you your story is and, you know, what you've gone through in your life. Um, and usually the thing that we have struggled with the most is what we're here to help people with, right? And so, you know, there's a reason that you've had your challenges. And if you can take those challenges and, and you know, think about what are the lessons I've learned from those challenges, um, then, you know, use that to help other people with it. Um, and then if you can tie that into what it is that you do as well, um, I mean, that's kind of the sweet spot of, you know, what's my story and, and what have I gone through and then um, how can I help others with it? And what is your story about? So in a, a abbreviated version, <laughs> my story is about yes. when, I was in my, yeah, when I was in my 20s, um, I went through a, a long period, years of depression and suicidal thoughts. And, um, you know, at the time, I, my life was actually good. I had a good job. I had family and friends that cared about me and my, you know, family. Um, and I was in a relationship. And, you know, nothing was really bad in my life. Um, I didn't have some horrible thing happen, like, a, you know, a bad breakup or someone close to me dying. Um, so it was kind of confusing. Like, I didn't understand why I was feeling this way. Um, and I didn't tell anybody. Um, and even years later, you know, the only person I told was my dad, like after I had already healed from it. Um, until I, you know, eventually posted it on Facebook. And then I had a friend that had known me for a long time that said, wow, I had no idea, you know. And so I think that when, when someone does tell themselves, you know, a lot of times we ask ourselves, what are the, what are the warning signs, right? And I think that mm-hmm. in a lot of cases, there may not be warning signs. I mean, so it's usually the people you don't expect. Um, I know in my case there would have been no warning signs. Um, so, so yeah, it was it was very like difficult and confusing. Um, and like I said, I just suffered in silence. Um, and then I actually I ended up in an abusive relationship. And at that point, it was actually the greatest gift in my life um, because I I really didn't know at the time that I didn't love myself. Um, so when I got into that relationship and then I was, you know, continually in the relationship, I started thinking, well, you know, I must not love myself because I wouldn't be in this situation. I would continually be, continually be in this situation if I, you know, did love myself. 
And, you know, and then when I talked to my friends about it, they didn't understand because they thought it was amazing. They're like, why are you with this guy? But, you know, when you're in it, it's different because obviously you have the emotional attachment and, you know, nobody is all bad, right? We all have kind of good and bad qualities about us, right? Um, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, you said if, you're, if you haven't been in that situation, it's hard to understand. But, um, but like I said, that was actually the greatest gift because it gave me the awareness that I needed to learn to love myself. Um, and I think that's something that we don't, you know, we're not taught how to do. Um, you know, I, I grew up in a good, you know, loving family, um, you know, with middle class, like, loving parents. and But, you know, you just don't learn how to do that, right? Um, so so then I, I decided I needed to end that relationship and start learning to love myself. And so that's what I did. And um, But also through um, this type of healing work that I do with my clients sometimes, it's called matrix energetics. Um, it's a form of energy healing. And I went to a seminar about that um, with the guys that was abusive to me while we were in that relationship. And, um, and that just really helped me see the world differently um, and realize that I had this gift of being a healer. And, and I really think that we all have the gift to heal ourselves and heal other people. Uh, but it just, you know, awakened me to that gift because I, had, I didn't grow up around energy healing, anything like that. Um, so, Yeah. Um, so let's just take a minute then, and can you share with the listeners how they can get in touch with you if they'd like to learn more about you and your business? Yeah, the best way would be to go to my website, which is joychang.com. That's J-O-I-E-C-H-E-N-G.com. Wonderful. And now, so you went through the, the process, but you had to decide one way or another whether to go with traditional publishing or self-publishing. So can you share what, what path you chose and what the difference is between the two of them? Sure. So, you know, and it's actually not something that you have to decide on one or the other. You can do both. Um, but I decided to do um, self-publishing first um, because I really wanted to do it the way I wanted. Because if you have a publisher, then they may say, you know, I want your, I don't want your cover to be like this way, or, you know, I want, I don't like your title, or they just have um, more say in what your book is going to be. Um, so I, I knew mm-hmm. that I really wanted to do it the way I wanted. I didn't want someone telling me they didn't like my cover and they didn't like my title and they wanted me to change this and that. And so I decided to go that route so that I had the freedom to do it the way I wanted, knowing that down the road, you know, once my book's really successful, that publishers come along and want to pick it up. Um, and then at that point, they're not going to want to change it because I've already been really successful with it, you know. So um, so like I said, it doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be both. Um, but you probably do have to choose one first. Um, and so, so that was my thought was I'm going to start with self-publishing and then I'm going to, you know, potentially um, do traditional publishing after that. But then, to be honest, I just had so many people that I've heard stories, like horror stories from um, about their publisher um, that really just turned me off from, you know, the traditional publishing. Um, so I think that there's, there's definitely a lot of scams out there, so you have to be really um, careful. Um, one of the things to look for is whether or not they um, make you use a certain printer. If they say you have to use this, this company for printing, um, then I would be really wary of that because um, then they, they raise the rates and things that they do to make more money um, from you. So um, you want to make sure that you can choose who you use to, um, to print your book. And also to know that with traditional publishing, I mean, first of all, it's, it's really difficult to even get a publisher, right? So, um, so, you, so you're going to have to wait a long time um, to get picked up by somebody. And like I said, you don't have the 100% freedom to do it the way you want. 
Um, and you know, I had a, a woman who um, you know shared that she was trying to get out of a contact with a publisher because she basically knew that she was, had sold books since last summer, but she hasn't made any of the money from it. Um, and so just crazy things like that where you just don't, you know, you might not get paid. Um, and I know in, in my case, you know, I have money that gets deposited in my account every month, so I know exactly how much money I'm making from my books and how many books I'm selling. Um, there's no question of, like, am I going to get paid, you know? So, um, you know, with self-publishing, you own 100% of the rights of your book, 100% of the profits. Um, with traditional publishing, you know, it's, a, it's not just like they, they give you free money. It's a loan that they give you, and you have to sell certain other copies. And so you really need to make sure that you do your homework and that you read all the fine print. Um, and maybe ideally have someone that has already worked with them that could recommend you, you know, and that um, so you know that it's not just like a company that you don't really know how they work. Yeah, yeah, they definitely, there's a lot of um, – people who will help you that are fly by night. So I'm sure doing your due diligence in the beginning is really important to deciding about how you want to write the book and publish it. So was that one of the first things that you need to decide you needed to decide about? And if somebody wants to write a book this year, what would you advise them? Yeah, so I would say um, definitely get support. So I tried to write my book myself for like a few months, and it really wasn't happening. Um, actually, the so when I heard of you know that James speak on stage, that was in the end of 2014. And so in 2015, um, I put on my calendar May 15, 2015, because I thought 51515 would be a cool date to have my book done. So I put that on my Google calendar, and then the day literally came and went, you know. And I saw it on my calendar, I saw it pop up, and I thought, oh, I was supposed to you know put my book out, you know, today, and I haven't even started it. So then, um, you know, in 2017, um, I did the same thing. I said, okay, so July 17, 71717, that's the date my book's going to be done. And so I put it on my calendar again. And then, you know, for a few months, I, I tried working on the book myself. And it just wasn't happening. I mean, it's so easy to, you know, let other things take priority, right? And so I just found myself doing other things for my business and, and, and not putting that as a priority. And then one of my mentors said, you know, if you're really serious about getting this book done, I would recommend that you hire someone, you know, because by hiring somebody, it's going to, you know, you're putting down an investment of your money and then your time is going to just force you to make it a priority. And that was one of the, you know, greatest things that she said, you know, um, greatest pieces of advice. Because once I did do that, then, you know, too, I, I was definitely a lot more committed because I had, you know, put down that investment. So that's what I did. I hired uh, my editor, and we started working on my book. And it actually only took me three months. Um, that was not the plan, but just from when I hired her to that date, you know, three months, and I asked her, do you think I can actually get this done in three months? And she said, yeah. And so I said, okay, let's do it. And so now we did. Um, but, yeah, so I would say anybody that, you know, is really serious about getting their book done this year, maybe you have been wanting to do this for years, you know, or, or maybe even just a couple of years, you know, like in my case, or, um, you know, whatever it is, just know that um, if you really want to, you know, get your book out there and, and share your story and um, just really grow your business to a whole other level, then um, I would highly recommend, you know, hiring someone to support you in the process because it's going to um, just make you a lot more committed and hold you accountable and so you can actually get it done. That's, <clears throat> yeah, I think that's one of the things people, when they started on their own, Without the support, it takes so much longer to be able to put a book together. It's kind of remarkable 
that you were able to do it in a three to four month period. How long had you been thinking about the content of the book? Because I think if we're really um, personally involved with the content of the book, I'm wondering if that helps make the process of writing the book go more quickly versus content that you have to do some research on and come up to speed with. Right. I mean, to be honest, I really wasn't, I didn't, I hadn't thought a lot about exactly what my book was going to be before I hired my editor and made that commitment, you know? So I knew that it was going to be about my story. Um, and then really the, the process of, you know, the book and how it unfolded, it just unfolded through that process. Right. And so um, mm. then you know, we've, and, and this, the other thing is that you don't know when you're starting out, like you don't even know where to start, right? I know in my case, I'm like, so where do I even start, like, with a book, right? I mean, you assume maybe you start with the beginning, right? Just start with the introduction and start doing chapter one and chapter two. And you go in that order, and that's actually not what you want to do. And so that's one of the things, too, that when you hire someone, then they can tell you, you know, show you, like, the best way to do it. Like, you don't actually want to start from the beginning, you know, and you actually want to start at the end. Um, and you want to start to that cover because that's your promise to the reader, right? And so that's something I didn't know, um, you know, that my editor taught me and that's what I work with my clients on. And so that's another piece of it, too, is that by hiring somebody, then they can help you to, to do it in a more effective way, you know, and also to look at your goals. Like, what is it that you want to achieve with this book? Because that makes a big difference, too, right, as far as, like, how are you going to um, use this book? And then that's what we look at, too, when we're writing the book. Um, and so, yeah, I didn't know exactly what my book was going to be. I just knew it was going to be about my story. And then through the process, you know, it unfolded. And and how are you using your book? Yeah, so, um, you know, I'm using my book to get speaking engagements and, um, you know, as another mm-hmm. income, it's definitely a source of passive income, you know, which was awesome, like when, you know, that was my first um, sort of passive income. Um, and mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've been on a, um, several podcasts, and so you know, you can use it as a lead magnet there. Um, and yeah, I, I know that, like, I think just having my own podcast too, that my book shows have gone up, um, as well as being on other people's shows. Um, so yeah, there's, there's several ways to use it. And I think, you know, I recently gave a TEDx talk, and honestly, I think having a book helped me get that talk, you know, because you are seen as an expert, then, you know, as, a, as having authority. Um, and they really like people that have a book because that shows that, you know, you've done research and you have, you know, an, an area of expertise. Yeah, I think just one of the greatest things about the book, too, is that there are times when having the book will bring you much more in the way of uh, financial rewards for your speaking engagement than actually negotiating for some speaking engagements. Because if you're in front of a large enough group, that your story resonates with, those books will just fly out of your hands. And I'm sure you have to send them sometimes maybe over to buy them. How can someone buy your book? So you can go to uh, my website, which is joytang.com. Again, that's J-O-I-E-C-H-E-N-G.com. Um, and then there's, there's a link to it there. Um, but it's also on Amazon if you search for Joy Tang, um, The Naked Truth, and it come up. That's great. Is it up on Audible? Yeah, so on Amazon you'll see that there's the Audible version and Perfect. there's the and Yes, I'm always looking for the audio version. If the book's really good and it's something that 
I, I actually need because I want to be marking it up. So sometimes if I'm walking along, I'm thinking, wow, you know, I'd like to stop right now and just highlight that section. So that's when I go out and buy the physical book because I just really love the audio. For me, reading a book um, starts to make me drowsy. So I just mm-hmm. thought, oh, this is, uh, I'll just get the book if it's the, you know, I can get the great information out of it. So I'm looking at my bookshelf yeah. and I have a ton of books there, but I also have a ton of uh, books on audio there as well. So let me ask well, this in the, no, oh, go ahead, please. Okay. I was just going to say something. Um, yeah. So just so that the listeners know, um, so my book actually has a bunch of journaling questions in it. So it's not just my story, but it's got practices, actually seven practices, um, to help you cultivate more self-love in your life. Um, and these are the practices that, you know, basically saved my life and healed me from my depression and suicidal thoughts. Um, so they're really powerful. And um, like I said, there's journaling questions as well. So one of the great things if you get the print book is that you can actually, you know, write in the book and answer those journaling questions. Um, and then the Kindle book has, there's some photos in the book too. And so the Kindle's got um, the photos in color. Because color printing is very expensive. So we don't have that in the print version. Um, but yeah, you can see mm. the photos and color um, in the Kindle version. So it definitely benefits, and and just so you know too that the audio version is done by me too. So that's that's really cool because I know not all um, you know authors do their own um, audiobooks. And that was actually you know something that I felt like was more healing um, in a way for me to speak my book than the actual like typing mm-hmm. of it. Um, I don't know. There was just something about sitting. I mean, I was literally sitting in my closet naked because it was in the middle of a heat wave in San Diego, and that was the only way that I was able to get this thing done, and I would literally take breaks and stick my, like, head in the freezer, because it was, like, 95 degrees, and, you know, I didn't have air conditioning, and I couldn't use it anyways, because I didn't want the sound to be audio. I couldn't have windows open, obviously, because of the audio, and so, you know, I was literally sitting in my closet, and I did it in two days, uh, because I had a deadline, and I knew I just had to get it done. Um, but there was something about that process that was just felt really healing. And I, you know, it was really cool. So I felt like I was speaking to somebody and I was like, I don't know who I'm speaking to, but I know I'm speaking to someone. And I think hopefully when you listen to it, you know, you'll feel like I'm speaking to you and not just, not to like a hundred people, but to you specifically one person, you know, cause I felt like I was speaking to one person. So, um, yeah, it's just, it was a really cool experience. In all the interviews I've ever done, nobody has ever said anything like that before. And I think that is so cool that you recording the audio version in a closet because it's so hot and having more realizations about your life, your story, and the process you went through because you're reading it. That's a nice thing. That's a nice takeaway for the listeners is recording your mm-hmm. own book can also be almost like you say, a form of self-healing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think that that too, when you think about, you know, when you're writing your book and you're sharing your story to know that it is a healing process. And I think that's one of the things that I really bring to my clients is that when they work with me, they're not just getting someone that, you know, is a book coach that's going to help them get their book done, but I'm a healer too. And so I really, a lot of shit comes up, to be honest, when you're writing your book and sharing your story, right? Like, and, and one of the things that stops people is that they are afraid that they're going to have to go back and relive, like, the painful experiences that they've been through. You know, and I tell them that, you know, honestly, you may have to go back and relive those experiences. You know, I'm not going to say, like, those experiences aren't going to bring up stuff for you again because that's probably just not true, you know? Um, but what, what mm-hmm. my clients find is that they end up, you know, realizing how much stronger they are, right, because they have gone through 
so much and they've been able to get to the other side of it. And so, you know, and even in my own journey, you know, when I was writing my book, I went through what I call a very dark night of the soul where, you know, I had those suicidal thoughts come up again. And I actually had an energy around it that I had never felt since that time. And it really scared me. And I thought, whoa, like, you know, and, but then I just said, what's the gift in this? Because I always think that there is a gift in every situation if we're willing to see it that way, you know. So then the answer that I got, and I was literally sitting in my bathroom asking God, like, what's the gift? And the answer I got was that, you know, I was going through that so that I could help, you know, other like I could connect to that time in my life when I felt that way, so I could connect more to my readers that are feeling that way right now, you know? And so mm-hmm. I haven't had that same experience since then. Um, so it just shows that, you know, like, yeah, stuff is going to come up when you do this, and it takes a tremendous amount of courage. Um, but what I always tell my clients is, you know, if you have gone, I mean, I've had clients, you know, that have experienced abuse, right, and, and really horrible things in their life, um, and it's not an easy thing to share, but I say, you know, do you think there's someone out there who has gone through, you know, abuse as well, and maybe they're blaming themselves, and if you, you know, have the courage to share your story, do you think that that might help them, you know, and they say, well, yeah, and so then I say, well, is it worth it, you know, and so I always think about the kind of the benefits and, you know, the pros and cons, right, and I just think that the pros outweigh the con, you know, um, and I think that if we, if we're not willing to share, you know, the things that we've gone through, then it's almost like we're saying that, that thing that they, that we, we went through was okay and that, you know, we're kind of just like letting it go and not like speaking about it, right? Because when you don't speak about things, that's where shame exists, right? And shame continues to live. Mm-hmm. And so the only way that we can heal from that is to speak about it and to share a story and to, you know, have that courage to give other people the courage as well. Wow. After listening to this, Joey, I'm inspired now to start my story. <laughs> I have a book in the back that's of my good. mind, but it's about... It's about where I, how I've grown up. So I wanted to wait until and my father is gone and has been gone for a long time. But I'm just kind of waiting for mom to pass because I don't want to hurt their feelings about the organization that they belong to that I think influenced my life in ways that weren't as necessarily healthy as they could be. But you're just the what you said about the process of writing your book helped you work through a lot of situations you experienced in life that you knew you were experiencing in life, or more importantly, you didn't know you were experiencing, I think that's a great testament to people writing their own, going through the own process of writing it and then recording it as well. So I'm completely inspired by our conversation today, and it has just been so great to have you on the guest as a guest on the show today. So, Joey, thank you so much for joining me and sharing all of this really great information with the listeners. And I hope that they're as inspired to write a book as I am after listening to you talk with me today. Thank you again for having me. It's been a pleasure and an honor, and I've really enjoyed our conversation. Ah, thank you. And that is the show for this week. You can join me each Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific time for another episode of Speaking with Influence. If you are a speaker and you'd like to share your passionate message with my listeners here at Speaking with Influence, feel free to contact me. The number is 760-685-1960 or send me an email, Deborah, D-E-B-R-A, at speakerskilledusa.com. Until next week, I hope you have a safe and prosperous week. 
Speaking with Influence is brought to you by Speakers Guild USA, where we have the perfect speaker for your next event. Visit us at speakerskilledusa.com.